Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Fekava Vetchat. Every autumn, the international companion animal uh, veterinarians in Europe are on a pilgrimage to the south of Europe, specifically to the Southern European Veterinary Congress. This event has now been held very, very successfully for many years uh, in Spain, predominantly in Barcelona, but lately also in other um, Spanish cities. Unfortunately, because of COVID, this was not possible in 2020. And also in 2021, we will have an all online Congress. However, um, my interviewee today um, is the past president of AVEPA and also the honorary secretary of the Spanish and Portuguese speaking veterinary association FIAVAC and also the Spanish representative as FECAVA, Jordi Franz. Hi Jordi, hello, thank you for joining me for FECAVA VetChat. Oh, well, fun. a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, um, the Southern European Veterinary Conference this year, as in the same way as last year, uh, will be all online. Yeah. Yeah. So it appears to be so that last year was really successful. You had 4,000 delegates online. 4,300. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's just, I mean, it is, I think, in tune with the attraction this conference has had also as a physical conference over the last few years. I mean, from year to year, um, uh, this Congress has been growing and uh, um, obviously it is for, for a lot of our colleagues in, in many countries of Europe, it is sort of, it has become now the must go to event in the autumn. So, um, how difficult was it to transform from a physical conference to an online event? And how, how did you do it to make it so successful? Yes, as you say, it was uh, very difficult, but I could say that more than difficult, it was uh, very difficult to know what would happen. So uh, people from the staff, uh, is able to prepare a new protocol, a new uh, Congress virtual, but the situation was how the people will respond to this new uh, format, how our members will respond or would respond to this, mem uh, to this new format. And uh, fortunately, uh, the response from our members has been amazing. So as, I, as you told me, it's 4,300 uh, attendees last year. I have here prepared a little bit the figures we had uh, from those 4,300 uh, delegates. We had 700 from uh, other countries, uh, 50 from South America, and most of the rest from Europe. And also uh, uh, about 1,500 people that had uh, to pay the Congress. So it's not uh, cover a cost, okay? Because as you know, uh, our members, they don't need to pay the Congress. So uh, the Congress is included in the uh, annual fee, 
membership. So it is uh, something that we offer for free to our members of through Congress. Uh, the only requirement is they they must uh, register about two months before starting the Congress. So if one of our members uh, want to register the Congress after the deadline, uh, he must pay. Yeah. So the first year we had some problems because uh, people say, I, I am a member of the Congress and I, I don't want to pay, but I, I am uh, late, so I'm sorry that uh, you want to pay because it was the rule in this way. But probably this next year, everybody will already know that there is a deadline and that this deadline must be accomplished. So uh, we don't expect uh, problems this year. So um, regarding the how we prepare the transition, we were thinking about two possibilities in the virtual format, to have a live recording or live uh, sessions or from the lect from the speakers, or to have uh, recorded uh, lectures. Uh, the first time we decided to, to do all the uh, Congress with recorded uh, lectures, and uh, the speaker was there after the recorded session uh, to uh, answer questions. This was because we wanted to avoid any kind of communication problem that uh, with uh, Wi-Fi, with uh, etc., and uh, and everything went very very well. Uh, I must tell you that we have had our second most important congress a few months ago, and we decided to go all in live, so no recorded uh, lectures, and it went perfectly as well. So. Uh, it seems that uh, we are changing our models. We need to learn from the from our mistakes. We need to open mind for new formats, and we not we need to adapt because uh, probably the, there is a, a public for a client for all kind of uh, formats. So uh, we we didn't know what what happened with the format last year, 2020, 2021. and we were happy with the results, very happy with the results, not only from the scientific point of view, which is the important or the main reason for the Congress, but also from the financial point of view, because uh, you don't need to pay uh, accommodations, uh, travels of the speakers or travels of the, uh, of the staff, travels of the, the board. Uh, you don't need to pay um, accommodation, you don't need to pay uh, catering, you need to pay the venue, you need to pay the security of the venue, you need to pay for uh, a lot of things. So uh, for sure, the platform that allows to do this kind of Congress in a right way is not cheap, it's quite expensive, but mainly this is the only uh, cost you have in this big Congress. So we are happy to do that. We, we open the the access of all the recorded lectures for two three months after the congress so both the members and the, the delegates of the congress can or could uh, access to the lectures during two three months and it was a good a good option uh next year 2021 will be more or less the same i don't know if you have any questions for next year and you, your question was only for 2021, uh, 2020 Congress, sorry. Yeah, 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 no. 
One thing that was always uh, uh, was running super smoothly, and I think you were um, leading the way on that one, were the simultaneous translations uh, during the Congress. So how will that be in 2021 now? Um, uh, uh, how do you do that with lectures in Spanish and in English? Um, uh, uh, will both be available translations? Yeah, it is. It is already uh, uh, almost a mandatory fact for us. We should offer the, all the English lectures uh, into a Spanish translation because most of our members are not comfortable uh, listening the lectures in, in English. So we will offer double uh, translation, or I mean double translation, double platform, a Spanish in Spanish and all in English. Uh, the lectures that will be in Spanish will be translated into English and the lectures that are originally in, a, uh, in English will be translated into Spanish. But as I told you, with two parallel platforms in the way that if someone from, for example, another country wants to to um, register into our Congress, uh, can, he can or she can enter into the English part of the platform and everything is in English. Uh, we are not uh, uh, thinking in other translated uh, translations as we did uh, several years ago to Russian or to other like Polish, for example, mm, but because uh, it makes no sense. I think that uh, actually uh, there are a lot of um, uh, conferences and uh, continuing education uh, products, and I think that everybody can already start to understand perfectly the, the lectures in English, even in countries which is more, a little bit more difficult. But when we have here the face-to-face -face Congress two or three years uh, ago, we had a good representation from Polish vets. And in that case, we offered them the translation into Polish, which was better, and the same for Russian. And, but this year and next year will be uh, only uh, English translation. We know that uh, Avepa has a long-established uh, cooperation with the North American Veterinary Conference. So uh, I saw that uh, there will be 30 speakers. Will it again be a combination of Spanish and North American speakers? Uh, yes, uh, we always have a kind of ratio between one-third American or Australian or faraway people or speakers, one-third European ones and one-third Spanish ones. This is uh, how we try to arrange all the congresses with this ratio. That can, can change sometimes, but basically the main ratio is one-third, one-third, one-third. So yes, we are in uh, still in collaboration with the North American Conference. Uh, we exchange uh, continuing education products. We exchange also some common uh, projects, and we have a very good relationship with with them for sure. Yes, and this relationship will keep in the future. The the key congress, the main congress, will be from the nineteenth until the twenty second of October of this year. Um, uh, the whole Congress will be four days in three rooms, as I understand. Um, uh, so, uh, and my understanding is that uh, 
until the 14th of October. Um, uh, delegates can register unless they are AVEPA members for 194 euros. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's absolutely sort of fine. So if, uh, it would just be nice if we could also enjoy more of Spain at the Congress. So what are the plans of AVEPA for the years to come? I mean, we, we have now the second year in online Congress. Um, we are, I think, over, we have now become used to the fact to, uh, to enjoy online Congresses. But um, are there on any, already any plans sort of where we will be in 22, 23? Obviously, always depending on the, on the pandemic situation, but uh, what format uh, do the organizers have in mind for future Southern European veterinary congresses? Yes, Wolfgang. Uh, I must to tell you that I am not uh, currently the president. I am just the past president. So this kind of decisions are taken by the current board. So I know the information, but I am not uh, the first, I mean, the 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 day day by day information okay but uh i am invited in the board meetings with no voting rights but i invited to the meeting and um so far i know that the idea is to have the congress for 2022 uh, face to face in sevilla so mm -hmm. this is the idea uh, if the uh, healthy authorities and the healthy situation allow that, but it seems that will be possible because uh, as happened in most of the countries in Europe, it seems that the, the situation is improving, uh, the, the number of people affected is decreasing, the vaccination rate is quite high. So uh, we really expect that uh, the Congress for 2022 will be face-to-face -face in, in Sevilla. The other, situ the other consideration is what about the hybrid Congress? So considering that we have had a lot of uh, uh, delegates from faraway countries, uh, must we keep these um, people happy having some kind of hybrid Congress or just maybe recording some lectures and having available those lectures during two, three months after the Congress. So this is still under decision, but the, the situation of a hybrid Congress could be, uh, could be a, a real situation. More things must be, think, must be evaluated. For example, uh, if it is a hybrid Congress, we must uh, put simultaneously a face-to-face -face and a virtual lecture available. Uh, or we must keep the virtual um, option for after the Congress. I mean, uh, to just be connected after the Congress, because imagine the situation that someone pay uh, travel, accommodation uh, uh, to, to go to Sevilla, and then once uh, he or she is there, uh, she noticed that uh, almost all the lectures are uh, virtual, and he or she could uh, attend to the lectures from home. So this could be uh, some kinds of, uh, of complaints. 
and we should take care about these uh, situations. But probably uh, some component of uh, virtual uh, format will will keep in uh, 2022. Although I have to say, I mean, traveling to Sevilla in itself, I think is uh, is worth already the expense. Hmm? But not in summertime. <laughs> well, well, for us Northern Europeans, any time is good as long as it's warm. So even okay. if it is hot. Hmm? So um, uh, are you also planning to continue um, changing the venues on a regular basis? I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I had the great pleasure um, to uh, uh, take uh, uh, part in the Congress in Granada. And I mean, that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I quite, although as, as much as I enjoyed the conference in, in Barcelona, uh, it, it's a great opportunity to visit these uh, uh, epic uh, uh, Spanish uh, cities. So are you planning to, uh, uh, to change venues from time to time or will it be Sevilla and, and Barcelona only or, or what, what are the plans there? Yes, we are trying to find an equilibrium between changing the city and avoiding too much work different every year to set up the different problems that different venues create to you, okay? And also to have a good venue in an affordable price for us uh, that cover all our necessities. And for the moment, these uh, situations only happen in Barcelona, Madrid and Sevilla. So uh, during the first, I would say 10, uh, editions of the Congress, we we stay we stayed always in Barcelona, but then you must remember that this Congress ACBC is also uh, the Avepa Congress, which is the national Congress. So, and uh, the board uh, must take care of the members and listen to the members. And when I was president, one of the complaints that in the assembly appears from the members is why always Barcelona? We want to, to move around and to, to visit other places. And also the companies say, we are already uh, squeezing the, the market in, in the Barcelona area. And we would like to do the same in other parts of Spain. And this was the, the reason, the first one is the main one, the, the, the complaint of our members to try to uh, make uh, uh, three venues around Spain, Barcelona, Madrid, Sevilla, Barcelona, Madrid, Sevilla, Barcelona, Madrid, Sevilla in this way. So uh, the last face-to-face -face Congress was in Sevilla. Uh, the last one was virtual and was initially in Barcelona. 2021 should be in Madrid, but will be also virtual. So we come again to Sevilla next uh, 2022. So we will depart from Sevilla and come back to Sevilla in terms of face-to-face uh, -face congresses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Changing the subject slightly, um, uh, the veterinary profession sort of in Spain, obviously we, we are we all have been affected by COVID, but um, now at the time of this interview, we are uh, um, we are in the beginning of the or we are in the summer now. How um, how is the situation now with our Spanish colleagues? Uh, 
have consultations and uh, uh, day-to-day practice returned to normal or, uh, uh, or what is the situation for our Spanish colleagues? Well, I think that the situation of the uh, Spanish vets is quite similar that the one I hear in the FECABA assembly or in the WSIBA meetings in which it seems that uh, despite the first two, three months of the lockdown that was very difficult, the rest of the time, the vets are happy with the situation because they, they increase in a significant way the, the incomes of each one of the practices. The, the number of first visits for puppies has increased. The number of vaccination of the first visit of puppies uh, has increased as well. Uh, the pathologies, the, the first uh, help uh, of first visit or first um, practice, or uh, I would say the, the, uh, the first important or the, the closer uh, uh, the people coming closer to the, to the vet uh goes very frequently to the vet with new puppies with new dogs and uh, in general the situation uh is very good in terms of uh financia because yeah. they are happy yeah. with the new incomes they are happy with the number of clients the increased number of clients and also uh the increase caring of the new patients and most of them, I would say not most of them, but there is a, a high increase in the first owner puppy. Is it say in English? Is that... It's absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely the same thing. Uh, in the UK, we, the, uh, a huge number of uh, new puppies and also kittens that have been registered. There is a huge demand. I think this had to do also um, with sometimes very strict, I mean, possibly in Spain, even more lockdown conditions. I mean, I've, I heard stories that that uh, uh, because the lockdown conditions in Spain were so harsh that the people were renting out their dogs because that was one of the very few sort of possibilities to get out of the flat or out of the house, renting out their dogs for, for people to go for a walk because otherwise you were absolutely not allowed to leave your flat in the worst cases. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if it is true or just a joke. But mm -hmm. I can tell you that uh, once that had a dog uh, at the first month of the lockdown, it was a pleasure to have a walk with the dog around the cities because there's nobody, there's very calm, and it was, uh, it was a privilege. And some people say, may I take your dog for a while just uh, uh, to have this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not renting the dog, my dog anyway. I'm not hiring yeah. my dog. But yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's, that's also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So by now, sort of Spain will have some of the fittest dogs in the world so with, <laughs> with being walked many, many times. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So also, finally, I, 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 need, uh, I need some comments on uh, the, the football. I mean, you can't speak to a Spaniard without speaking briefly about football. I mean, especially with me being German. So come on, how, how do you think who will be the new European champion? Will it be Spain or what's, what, what's your, what's your uh, estimate? What do you think? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe when this interview was published, uh, people already knew the championship of the... <laughs> yeah, we will but... know if you were right or if you were wrong. Exactly. I have to admit, I don't think the Germans will make it this time. So I don't think anybody in Germany will kill me for this comment. But how is that in Spain? Do you think that Spain is good enough this no, year? No, I don't think so. There is also... Uh, a very uh, uh, passion discussion right now in Spain because the the men that make the selection of the players uh, uh, make a selection of the younger players and not all the, the big stars of the history. And this creates a lot of um, discussion in Spain, saying, well, this is the future. And yes, but with this team, we don't pass the first turn. And so there is a, a, a very, very passionate discussion right now. But uh, as you think, the same way that you think that Germany will don't win, I'm, see, I'm sure that Spain don't win. <laughs> Mm, okay, sure. so we will at least we will find out uh, probably before this interview will be broadcasted. Jordi, thank you so much for this Vekava Vet Chat. Once again, just to remind everybody, the uh, Southern European Veterinary Congress 2021 will be from the 19th until the 21st of October of this year. Um, the registration fee is 194 euros um, there is a dedicated website where you can register um, if anyone has any comments or any suggestions uh, about Ficava vet chat or about this episode of Ficava vet chat please email us on vetchat at ficava.org and uh, or uh, contact us via our social media outlets. Once again, Jordi Franch, thank you very much for this great interview. And I hope to see you all again for another episode of Fikava Vet Chat soon. Okay. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you, Wolfgang, bye-bye. <laughs>